0: From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Hello everyone and welcome to the Boston podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, lovers, muggers, thieves, and all the ships at sea. Thanks for joining us. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and maybe leave us a review. Let's feel a little bit of love. And speaking of love, I'm talking to someone today who loves people. It says so on her website, so it must be true. She's a divorce and life coach. Her name is Magda Ellis and Magda, welcome to the program. <laughs> Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me here.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. So, we've connected a couple times, but I haven't had the whole Magda life story. By the way, you can find more information about Magda's practice at magda com. That's magda m a g d a and l s e l l i s.com. How's that for a plug? I mean, they 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 have to go to the website now. Is that the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. Uh, it is. Okay, yes.
0: cool. So, It says, uh, I'm reading some of your bio here, and it says you arrived in the United States alone at age 19 with $25, a suitcase, and a dream. And um, it sounds like a Broadway show, so a a tale of uh, coming from humble roots. Is that really the way it happened?
1: Uh, Yes. Yes, it did, Uh, indeed. As a matter of fact, I first went to Belgium when I was 18 to make money as a babysitter to have money for the plane. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, it started even earlier than that. And yes, I arrived in New York city uh, alone and it was a just wonderful, beautiful experience, a little scary, but at 18, you don't, or 19, um, the world is just your oyster. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It was an adventure and it, uh, yeah, there were very very difficult moments, definitely. Um, what
0: what part of the world did you grow up in?
1: i um, in Poland. Poland, so okay. I, I left a communist country, mm. um, and actually standing in line uh, to get into the store uh, to get um, to essentially. Since there could right now during coronavirus, there cannot yep. be too many people in the store. Of course, it just reminded me of the times when I stood in line for three days and two nights, switching with my mom and and my sister to uh, get something, and you never knew what will arrive.
0: That's the way it w- <laughs> that's the way it was in Poland when you grew up. That's amazing! Wow, jeez, yeah, yeah. yeah it makes this sound like a day at the beach. My. <laughs> My grandparents are from were, came over from Poland. They were in a town called um, Grudna, which in, is now part of Belarus, but it was part at times part of Poland I don't know. and how many different languages do you speak?
1: Well, I speak Polish uh, English, obviously French and some Russian.:
0: Wow, okay. Yeah. I barely speak English well. Um, but my son, my son, Adrian, who has autism, for some reason, asks me how to say things in Polish. And I don't say he's like, how do you say goodnight in Polish? So I just say goodnight ski. And he seems to he seems to accept that. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so that's i love how yeah i love how in your bio you list as a professional experience there's a lot of great stuff that you've done but then at the bottom you in full disclosure you write baby waitress babysitter and immigrant teenager searching for the meaning of life which is which is great aren't we all searching for the meaning of life so tell me um tell me why you like what you do
1: so I, as as you said, I I just love people, uh, being around people and seeing seeing someone smile and, and really get over some difficulties is is the biggest joy to me. Um, I'm an, also an unending optimism optimist, and I just um, have a really a gift of motivating people to. Be their best to to realize their dreams to to look at the brighter side, mm-hmm. um, and it, it really f- fills me up.
0: Well, we can really use you now. The now this is your moment, Magda, I believe, because and I wonder if it's some some of the people. So I take it you continue to help people virtually during this stuff.
1: Yes, as a matter of fact, I have been doing uh, I have been doing coaching virtually through Zoom and phone and. This has been an accepted practice for coaches for quite a while, and now it's becoming more of a practice for everyone. So that's uh, very exciting,
0: actually. And and, I mean, are people, are, are you talking to people who are really struggling? Because most people I talk to always try to put a brave face on and say, you know, it's not so bad, or, you know, my kids are healthy at least. It is a little boring, you know, doing the same thing every day. Are some people struggling out there that you can see?
1: Uh, Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So there's first of all, there's a lot of uh, fear, uncertainty. Uh, This is a this is something that has never happened before, at least not to this type of scale. So uh, people are really just freaked out about it. Um, And it's hard to plan when you don't know what's the day ahead. Right. And that's actually, to me, is a, is, is a beautiful opportunity to create anything that you really want.
0: Right. So what are some examples of that?
1: Well, so, you know, people that are losing jobs, for example, are wondering, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? Is mm-hmm. this the legacy that I want to uh, leave? Do I really want to work such crazy hours mm-hmm. uh, and spend all my life at work or do I want to m- have more of a work-life balance mm-hmm. uh, so people are reevaluating what what, it, what it's really important to them and uh, actually we, we all are s- slowing down stopping seeing another person seeing ourselves being with ourselves more this and and this is really very exciting yeah. um,
0: and you must, yeah, and I take it you're helping people along their journey as they figure out how to do it. And it is, it is, I I try to, you know, remember that um, it, it allows your time maybe to spend more time with family, maybe too much time with family. I've used it as a chance to, these Zoom calls, uh, you know, they're not perfect. They're not, they don't really imitate real life, but they're easy to do. So in other words, you know, I had a sort of virtual happy hour with some old camp friends and I looked up this guy who hadn't, had any contact with the group in like 10 years and said hey would you like to hop on this call so he was my surprise guest and I don't you know without the pandemic I'm not so sure I would have been moved to look this guy up plus you can hook up people from all around the country you know and I don't know about you but it it does even though it's just a zoom call it still sort of lifts my spirits when you, you you still are spending time with friends even if it's virtual right
1: absolutely and I myself have uh organized family meetings over zoom that would not have happened otherwise right. so it's uh, it's uh, really how, how it's kind of how do we make the best out of the situation what are the some of the new perspectives new new opportunities that this brings uh that we can really flesh out and take advantage of
0: right so you you tell you there you talk about a lot of people who are struggling a lot of people feeling down i know that the a lot of people I talk to, one of the first things they mention are just the events going on in this country, meaning the the Black Lives Matter protests and you know, depending upon how you feel about what's going on in Washington and the riots. And there are people that I see on social media like genuinely bummed out, like, my heart is breaking, this is not my country. I think that's noble in everything to care about the country, but I always wonder how much really you should pay attention to, to stuff like that. I'm not saying ignore it, but if it's dominating your thoughts, I'm wondering, well, what, you know, I mean, I have, I personally, like I have bills to pay. I have my kids to, to see and take care of and make sure they're on the right path. I'm going to worry about those things first before I worry about the what, what our society is behaving like. I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I think that uh, there is a, a quote by um, uh, Teresa who says that not all of us can do great things, and we can do small things with great love. Mm. So it, it really is up to every person to do what they feel is uh, inspires them and pulls them. Uh, it shouldn't be about push I'm being pushed to do this, it's it should be I am pulled to do this, I really want to do that. Mm. So everyone's story is different. Everyone ex- experiences different. I think uh, that this is an amazing, really opening and shift of, of what's going on with uh, black lives matter. Mm. Um, and obviously all lives matter matter. And in this particular country, there is a, there is a history that now this country is addressing and giving birth to something new. And this is obviously painful. Um, and at the same time, we're valuing lives. Yep. Um, we're having these discussions, so everyone just participates in in a way that they feel they can contribute and they want to contribute. Yeah. And I,
0: good. and I and I think it and I think it's it's working. Um, you know, some people the the knock on these protests has been that they're not. Really asking for anything specific? They're just pissed, right? But but you can see that public figures now who used to who didn't used to support Black Lives Matter are coming out in favor of Black Lives Matter. And public opinion is a thing. I mean, I th- I think about the the same sex marriage issue, which you know just about uh, uh, well, it was, I guess it was about fifteen years ago or so. But and around here it was sort of the birth of legal gay marriage, but there were very few, you know, Bill Clinton signed the defensive marriage act. Bill Clinton was not in favor of, of gay marriage. And then the tide turned and opinion turned and then things changed. So, I mean, you hope that there's some, some good in there. Um, let me ask you about divorce. So that's part of what you do is you counsel couples through divorce or, or mediate or what Just co- coach people through?
1: So my agenda is my client. I work only with individuals who are either considering or are going through divorce or have gone through divorce and either want to ch- make some changes in their lives or they want to go back to court to modify what has uh, uh, mm-hmm. transpired the first time around. And you, are,
0: you are a lawyer, I should mention. You're a lawyer. So,
1: yes I am I'm forming. yes I've I've uh, practiced law um, divorce law and mediation mm-hmm. for about 5 years and I've actually left that practice to focus uh, solely on coaching mm-hmm. because I felt that this is where my gifts really are this is when I can truly contribute and this is what really truly matters to me is this emotional aspect and really diving deep into mm-hmm. that
0: Yeah um I'm a recovered lawyer myself. So we have we have to we have to, we have to stick together. So so the, the the theory out there is that we're see is that divorces are are going to go up in this period just because you know the certain couples are sort of in a matter of speaking held together by their distance. They're held together by the time that they spend apart and that this unfortunately may surface some problems. Are you, are, you, are you seeing that? Is that is that is the pandemic breaking up a lot of marriages? I mean for lack of better words.
1: Yeah, so we have not uh, uh, seen here in the United States uh, more of, a, well, I should say in Massachusetts, uh-huh. um, more of, of a filings for uh, divorce. I know that, for example, in China, once the pandemic has uh, stayed, so to speak, they've experienced about six or more times of uh, filings than than previously. So there was a, this, this huge rise. Um, at this point, I know marriage, marriages that, I, that I've worked with that, um, that are considering but have not filed or they have filed, but the procedures have stayed and now they are uh, cooked up in the same home and, and they have to figure out how to potentially divide schedules, how to communicate. So I do, I do see definitely that people are asking themselves the question, do I really want to be in this relationship? And are uh, talking to me about what is, what really matters to them. What are some of the signs? Uh, is this does this really mean that it's over? Um, and these are very 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 important and difficult discussions to have because uh, looking inside into w- what is our contribution to that, and how are we willing to change and work within that particular. Relationship is is uh, uh, really one of the key questions because what will happen if we don't work out something in that relationship will ca- carry it over to others. Mm-hmm. Um, so is 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 working whatever we want to or have to work through in that particular relationship is it possible? Is this you know is this a fertile relationship? For for that, yeah.
0: I mean, what another th- thing that could be a stress on a a marriage, or or maybe uh, another possible end to the marriage is if there's, well, how do I put this? If 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 one person is having a relationship outside of the marriage, you know, unbeknownst to the other partner, that probably stopped right <laughs> a couple months ago because there was no more. <laughs> there was no more. You know, I'm working late. Honey, I'm no. There's no more. I'm going out to the gym at 7:30 p.m. And um I thought it's it's. You know, we shouldn't laugh, but it's it. It probably put a stress on a lot of affairs. Now, now, now whether that was good or bad, I don't know. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, things happen for a reason, and yeah. very often, if something like like this has, hap- has, has happened, uh, perhaps it's good to look into the reason that one of the. Partners felt isolated yep. and finds uh, love and, and comfort somewhere else. Um, and at the same time, if you know, these things happen. So it's also an opportunity for for a couple to really talk about it and, and perhaps transcend it together. I mean, it's forgiveness is difficult.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, and... The- the other thing is, sorry to interrupt you, but the the the, the stress on de- the stress. On, well, it is my show after all. No, yeah. <laughs> the the um the st- the stress. On, see, I'm I'm divorced, and my ex-wife and I have been on generally good terms, and we're friends, and we're almost always on the same page when it comes to the kids. But I have to admit, it hasn't been easy during this period because you know it's like if I. Um, you know, and I've, a, and a, there's, you know, a girlfriend that I see. And so it's like, if I'm spending time with her, I'm not really quarantining like I should be. And so that must be, have you thought about that? That, or maybe even some of your clients have talked about it, that it's, it's and one parent might be more aggressive about the social distancing than the other. And so they sit there and worry, you know?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This has been, this has been one of the key issues for families that have been divorced. Um, and it has also been an issue for, for me to a certain extent I'm divorced. I have two kids mm-hmm. and they go between the two houses and mm. my, I am now engaged. And my, Congratulations. Ex-husband is, thank you. <laughs> mm. My ex-husband is also engaged. Right. Uh, and there are kid, kids on all sides. Right. So these kids are going between the houses. So, uh, first, we, we had a stay period where kids would stay in one place okay. because there was suspicion of, of, of a COVID with one mm-hmm. person, which didn't transpire. And then we decided to, then we had to understand who is contacting who, when, mm-hmm. and, and make a decision what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. So, it's really all about communication. We figured it out. We're on the same page and comfortable. And I do know about a lot of families that are not. And usually, right. uh, in this case, kids stay, stays at one place, and maybe they'll walk yep. uh, somewhere. To, I mean, it's it's case by case basis, and and, and it's definitely definitely hard because yeah. it's been going on for a while. So it's not like
0: yeah, you know, and like, there's a people have a, a breaking point, or and I think there there is the last few weeks they've been a little bit of a a blasé thing that if there's some, some kids, I know, you know, my son, my other son is a graduating senior in high school and he sees his friends going to the beach and they're like hugging each other on the beach and they're posting the pictures. And it's like, Oh God. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, even if you, even if you did go to the beach with a friend, I wouldn't be posting pictures on it. Cause you're just going to, you know, worry maybe your parents or who knows. But, and then th- some kids see that and then other kids are like, Oh, I guess it's okay now, but it's, but you know according to the cdc it's not it's not okay yet it's a weird time it's a weird time it is. yeah
1: it is we yeah. do what we can right. you know it's uh, i i feel like it's my responsibility to take responsibility for what i do and to right. communicate that but unfortunately what can you do to the to the teenagers That's, yeah. that that be up to, yeah. up to their parents really and friends and and their own conscience to there's no the right thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like my grandmother used to say there's no cure for stupid. Um, no she <laughs> didn't used to say as far as I know. Um, <laughs> in, in a minute uh, Magda and I are going to play. Oh by the way just to remind you mag go to com for more information about Magda. She's very good at what she does. You could probably tell and she's a good person to network with. And in a moment, we're going to play good stuff where where we will each give a recommendation, something to keep you a little bit happier during the pandemic. But first, let me tell you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Do you want your own podcast? Now's a good time to start one up. You're at home. You've got some time on your hands. Let's face it. We'll send you out a USB microphone, a quality one, not one of those crappy ones. And we'll get you started producing your podcast from start to finish all remote. We've been doing it remote for a couple of years, by the way. And go to pod617.com, all the bells and whistles will be there and ways for you to get in touch with us and find out how to do that. Now, if you'd like to be a guest on this show, or if you know someone who's a business owner, perhaps a restaurant owner, or someone who wants to remind everyone out there that they're still kicking, still open for business during this pandemic, just email me, david at pod617.com. You could be a guest on this show and your dreams will come true, or maybe not quite to that extent. Anyway, let's play good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. Magda was dancing a little bit. If, if, if the guests don't dance at all, I get on their case, but you were. B-52s are fun. <laughs> all right, so, so, oh, yeah. so tell me, um, do you have something to recommend to our listeners that might be either something you've seen or done or is some kind of activity that's kind of kept you going during this period?
1: Well, I... Um so I do dance at home in front of the mirror.
0: <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Actually, that's my my last guest. My last guest on this show said something similar. Put on some music and move, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I also, uh, I love yoga. I do yoga at home. Mm-hmm. I love nature. So mm. every day I go out um, and I look at little flowers with gratefulness. Mm. So there's the world is so beautiful. So yes. really, to notice little things, uh, how beautiful they are, it brings it brings joy, and it's available.
0: hmm That that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and like you, sometimes I, I spend my days in here confined, thinking there's really no place to go. So why would I go? And in truth, that's it, it, not exactly true. There's there's plenty of places to go. It's just you you, you get a, a little. You spiral down into this, you know, inertia of staying in the same place. So that's a good one. Um, yeah, I've been, I got outside a couple times. There are plenty of places to go for hikes, which I think I didn't even actually know what a hike was until a few years ago. turns out you just kind of walk through the woods. That's what it is. So um, we have some trails for, for those who are anywhere near Sharon. There are like tons of them around us. There's Borderland State Park, which is open there are, uh, it's called the Moose Hill. And I just saw on Facebook the other day, there's this enormous tree house somewhere in my town in the middle of this trail. And I'm on a quest to, uh, to find it now. So I'm going to put on my Indiana Jones hat and get my whip, you know, of course, and go out and find the tree house. Um, so that's, that's my oh, bit.
1: sounds lovely. I have one more. So oh, go. Yeah, time, go. There is also Blue Hills Reservation. Oh yeah. Which apparently is open now and that's, that's a really good hike. Definitely good I hike. didn't
0: realize that. So I take it that's adjacent to the, to the actual hill. Or 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 oh, oh you know what? I've I've been yeah. You, you actually walk up the hill, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. And it's a it's a pretty good hike. Yeah. There's also uh, AMC Ponk Ponca camping ground very close there, mm. which is a a great place to. I've been going there for a few years, but there's no no bathroom. Oh <laughs> boy. Well, oh boy. There's no running water, so it's like a, a real deal. They're yeah. closed this year, but uh, I highly recommend
0: it. Yeah, that that's a good one. Uh, l- let's face it. The, n- the next big challenge is where do we go to the bathroom when we're out and about? Because there, are, <laughs> there aren't too many public bathrooms. So, you know, bring your toilet paper, yeah. people. You do what you got to do. And, you can
1: have it, right? <laughs> that's,
0: that's right. That's right. Well, we're up against the clock here, Magda, but I hope you had a good time on the show. Yes. Yes?
1: I had a lovely time.
0: Thank you so much for this opportunity. This is my first show, and I love it. Oh, you're an <laughs> I have old fr- I want to do more. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, one step at a time, Magda. I'm not going to have you on tomorrow's show, but, but in the future, sure, we'll have you back. And once again, check out Magda at our website, magdalis.com. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Go to pod617.com if you want your own podcast, and email me if you want to be on the show. David at pod617.com So on behalf of Magda, my name is Dave I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy Have a great one everybody Go out there into nature Go bird watching